0: Hello, and welcome to episode 121 of the Tea with Tammy podcast show. Of course, I am Tammy, and during this episode, you may or may not notice that I cannot breathe through my nose. So there's that, and then on top of that, it's 6.34 a.m., but hey, who's watching the clock? Let's get started. (laughs) Right. Early bird gets the worm. Like I mentioned before, it is damn near 6.30 a.m. I don't know why I do this to myself. I am the procrastination queen. But yes, this is another same day pod, but I want you, I want you all to know that that does not take away the quality of these topics because these topics have been written down for days. It's just, again, since I'm the queen of procrastination and I like to live life on the edge, here we are the same day that this will be posted. But let's get started because we do have quite a few topics that we need to cover. So let's not waste any more time with me roasting myself. So (laughs) the first topic that I would like to get into is one that has nothing to do with anything, to be honest. But this topic is one that pops up reoccurringly. Between me and friends. Um, friends and I. <laughs> but um, this topic is the Friday movies and ranking them. And so it's just a healthy, friendly debate of which Friday movie is the best Friday movie. Now, if you're living under a rock or you're just non-black and you don't know what I'm talking about, the Friday movies are a Ice Cube production. These are black cultural hip-hop movies essentially that have classic cast and it's hard i'm not gonna lie to rank these movies but for me oh it's easy oh it's easy and (sighs) y'all know i'm with the shits right but don't kill me don't kill me for my opinion you know what i mean because these are movies you know what i mean what I find enjoyable might not be enjoyable to the next person. But hey, like I said, I'm with the shits. And so if you find a different Friday movie better than what I'm saying, please let me know. Let's have that friendly debate. But let's get started on the ranking. And so <laughs> without further ado, um, I would like to start with my least favorite Friday movie. And my least favorite Friday movie is the third and last Friday movie. Oh. I know it's the holiday season and that is the, the Friday movie with the holiday theme. But I think that is one of the reasons why I don't like it as well. Cause it's like, okay, Santa's stealing now. Like it, it, it was overwhelming with the shenanigans. Although the shenanigans, of course, are all what we want and funny. You know what I mean? It was just too much. Like, It was, it was too much to balance when it came to the antagonist and, and the storyline as well. Cause it's like, they gotta worry about stealing Santa. They gotta worry about their weird, rapey vibe landlord and the landlord's son, um, losing their job, the, the restaurant not making it, um, Cat Williams just being a mean pimp on the street. Like I, it was just a lot. To handle, take in, and consume. And that is my least watched movie. And I will say that Debo is a way better character than Damon. So that third Friday movie was just not it for me. It's it's just too much. Like Ricky Smiley's in it. Like it's just, I it's just not for me. It's not for me. Now, the the Friday movie that comes in between, my second favorite. A uh, Friday movie if you will is the first Friday movie now the first Friday movie why it's my second favorite why it's uh, it's still you know doing well for me and not my my least favorite is because of the cast mostly like this is a classic ass cast Nia Long bernie mac like we like we're that's just the surface of people that i just i personally remember and so if we really dive into the cast like this is gold like ice cube did a really good job with handpicking this cast for his movie now i will say the first friday movie why it's not my favorite is because it has the most dated characters for me like Smokey himself is, is not a relatable character to me and the generation of where I came from. Like I don't come from the generation of just hanging out on someone's porch all day. Like that's not, I don't come from that era. I don't, I, 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 I've never experienced that. I've been the person who, since fifteen, like we have cars, we go to jobs, like we we live our lives. And and back in the day, for the for the average homeboy, yeah, they would they would linger, they would hang out outside. We you know, we come from a time now where we're not hanging out outside like that, especially during a pandemic. Come on now, and so Smokey and a lot of other characters in the first movie are dated, but. Another reason why I do like the movie, though, over the third one, is that it has quotables. Like, that is the most quotable Friday movie. So, you know, We Lived by Another Day, you know, Break Yourself Fool, like, My Grandma Looking at That Chain, like, we remember so many lines in that movie, but as y'all can probably guess already, that's not my favorite Friday movie. My favorite Friday movie is the second Friday movie, Next Friday. And uh, the main reason why, on top of that being my favorite soundtrack of all the Friday movies as well, like they have Aaliyah. Aaliyah is on the, the second soundtrack. Like you can't pass up Aaliyah. But anyway, the main reason why I like the second movie is because I feel like that features the best version of not only Ice Cube, but Craig. Like Ice Cube himself, I feel like that was his... I'm sorry fellas, but I feel like that was his peak attractiveness for me. I feel like he was the most attractive version of Craig in the second movie. Like he was, he was kind of cool, calm, collected, suave. And it was mostly bef- because he was, um, his character was out of his element. My, one of my friends brought that to my attention that in this movie, this is the only Friday movie where Craig is not home. This is his, this is where he has to humble himself. And so, Ice Cube himself allowed a lot of other stars to to blossom in that second movie versus like putting him as another center of the movie. And so like we got to really let Pinky shine. Uh, Michael Blackson has a scene like Day Day. Day Day over Smokey like any day because Day Day is actually relatable. I know way more Day Days than I know Smokeys. And, and that's another reason why I enjoy the second movie way more. Like, it's just, it has quotables, not as strong as the first one, but quotables that hit home for me. (laughs) And I feel like this movie balances out the antagonist the best. In the third movie, like I mentioned, it's overwhelming. Like it's a lot going on for me. Like it's Christmas. They got robbed. Like they're losing their apartment. They might be losing their job. Like it's just, it's just too much. And then in the first movie, I feel like it's just one antagonist. It's just you know, Big Worm, like that's it. And Big Worm and $200, like <laughs> Big Worm wanted $200. Like, although that in, in hindsight, it makes things even funnier because Big Worm was being real petty. He shot up the whole hood for $200, but I needed a little bit more. You know what I mean? I needed more than just Big Worm. Like sure. There was a, a lot of other little things happening in the hood, but it never felt like, That was a main issue. Now, in Next Friday, I felt like it was a nice balance of like characters from each direction. Like the neighbors across the street gave a good storyline. Pinky gave a great storyline. Baby D was a great storyline. And so it just, it just was more fitting for the time. It's like, it was 1999, I believe, when that movie came out. And it was just, again, way more relatable for my generation. But that is my rank of the Friday movies and so again the third one is my least favorite and probably the least watched by me um the first movie is my second favorite and then the second movie is my favorite Friday movie so next Friday is my favorite Friday movie if you feel differently if you're sitting at home like what the hell the third one is the best one like how can you not like Ricky Smiley as Santa. Like, if that's how you feel, please let me know. Please point out things that I'm missing because I might rewatch um, the third one. But if I had a choice, I'm just rewatching the second one all day or er, day. But let's move on. <laughs> um, I want to move on to Sweetie. Um, okay, so Sweetie is a rapper. She's dating Quavo, right? And I remember maybe. Two maybe three years ago now is whenever she first popped up on the scene um I was a huge advocate of sweetie um she had more of like a deeper voice at the time and um she just seemed to just be having fun and I I supported her um early on you know check the tweets and I remember being killed on the timeline for like people saying like she's trash her music isn't you know up to par and I was taking her, her music for what it was. I wasn't being like, Oh, this isn't the, you know, the rap album of the year. Like, duh, sweetie isn't ever going to give us the rap album of the year. But here's the great thing about sweetie and why I bring her up. Fast forward to today. She is still relevant. Her music hasn't gotten any better. I'm sure she has bigger features on her, on her songs now and we see her more often, but I feel like that's due to her personality. Um, sweetie is hilarious. She is hilariously beautiful and I am enjoying every moment of it. Sweetie has funny TikTok skits. She has funny IG posts and tweets. Like I want you all to realize that if you're out, like if you're out there and you're an artist and you're maybe struggling with a buzz or struggling with just being seen, I really want you all to tap into your personalities. Because there's a few rappers here um, locally in my city who I find hilarious. Like, if I'm in a room with them, I am lying. I'm lying. I am laughing. I am dying by laughing. Like, it's L-M-A-O. As soon as, like, they hit the door, right? There's a handful of rappers that I genuinely feel that way. And I wish that they would just have, like, some form of, like, a YouTube... Channel or just like really, I know we like, I know we're not supposed to like TikTok, but you know, some version of TikTok of like the skits or just really hone in on the personality so you can draw people in. Now, I get it. A lot of artists want to focus on being an artist in their craft, but if you got something good, use it. You know what I mean? Work what your mama gave you. If you got that sense of humor, you better add it in some songs. I know that's what Ludacris did. I I know like y'all don't want to be seen as gimmicks, but if it's truly who you are, use it. And I am just so proud of Sweetie being able to do that for herself and realize that it doesn't have to be the end all be all to these bars and that I'm still going to be in your face every day, trending, going viral off of me as a person. And I think that's dope. And I think a lot of other people should try that. Um, now, don't be out here just trying hard. Don't be copying skits and, you know, forcing shit. Be yourself. But if someone's like, hey, you're a hilarious person, you better take advantage of that. And you better run with it. And you better do a, a funny skit on the internet or something, <laughs> okay? Um, but I, again, I just wanted to bring that up in saying that your personality can bring you longevity, Let's not overlook our own personalities when it comes to making music or being an artist. But let's move on. Um, next topic I want to discuss is, uh, well, you know what? Let's keep it, let's keep it in the same realm of longevity. Um, I saw a, um, a clip of an interview of someone interviewing, um, Moni Slaughter. Moni Slaughter is on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. She is the baby mama. To Little Fizz, a B2K. Um, and so that's that's her, that's the gist. That's how most people know of her. But the the clip that I watched from the interview was that she was talking about residual income. And so when it comes to residual income, if you don't know what that is, that is income that you continue to receive after the production of whatever you did. So say you built a house, right? And then you rent out rooms for 20 years. So that's residual income. After you built that house and you thought, oh, that was it. Nope. Income is just pouring in every month, every month. (laughs) for years as long as someone is occupying the home and so that is residual income income that doesn't stop income that you don't even have to think about like you're making money in your sleep that's residual income and so Monique Slaughter was bringing to everyone's attention that she has residual income and now a lot of people again just know her of being on a reality show and attempting to be a singer through the reality show, but unbeknownst to us, she had to remind us that her father is somebody. Okay. Monique Slaughter's father actually wrote, produced, and composed the theme song to America's Next Top Model. Okay. And so since her father was the one to do that, you know, who got to sing the song, Haha, uh, you guess it. <laughs> Bitch, you guessed it. Um, Moni Slaughter, Moni Slaughter got to sing the actual theme song to America's Next Top Model because of her father. And so she mentioned how till this day, because how popular that show is here in the United States and overseas, and they've added two seasons to Netflix that we can watch now. She continues to get at least a year. Now off of her, her living expenses, I'm sure that's a, you know, a drop in the bucket, but that is income that she does not have to think about. And man, does that make your life easy? Knowing that you got some backup money coming that you didn't have to do anything for at this moment. Isn't that amazing? And so I bring this all up to say, we all deserve residual income. I don't know what your residual income is because we all can't build that house and rent out the rooms. You know, we all can't sing a theme song to America's Next Top Model. But hey, if you're an artist out there, figure out how to get that residual income. If you're working on some type of service, you better make it a subscription service. Okay. Make sure there's a monthly fee. Make sure you're getting paid every month because if you're just selling this one-time product, Okay, enjoy that one-time payment. And you know you know, money dries up quick, right? We're in a pandemic. So start thinking hard. I can't think for all of us, but that that's an idea in itself. And also, I mean, hey, it, it might not be America's Next Top Model, but start shopping around some theme songs to some shows. Come on now. If you see someone trying to produce something early, hop in and say that you can be a part of it in case that shit takes off down the line. <laughs> you can have a check for the rest of your life. Let's think smarter, not harder, okay? Moving on. Um, okay. So <sighs> Twitter Stories, is this where we're at now? Okay, um <laughs> Okay, so Twitter has added the feature of Fleets. I think that's what they're calling it, a Fleet. Um, That's where you post something and then it disappears. I'm sure you recognize that concept from Snapchat. You know, when you post your story on Snapchat, that shit goes away. Same thing with Instagram. That shit eventually goes away 24 hours later. Same thing with Twitter now. If you look at someone's name, they'll have that little highlighted ring around their profile picture, their their little avi. And that you can click on, watch their story for the day, which will disappear in 24 hours from when they posted it. Of course people are complaining like they complain about everything else when something changes right they're like oh my gosh all all twitter is doing is just stealing from other apps oh my god why do i have to get used to this if we already have this oh my god this is just another distraction to distract us from the fact that trump is doing you know what i mean like people are just rambling on the internet and what i say to it is just shut the fuck up <laughs> Like, that's all I can really say because it's like, it's change. It's going to happen. We know what's happening. Let's focus on the positive to these changes. Let let that be another platform to where you can display whatever you got going on in your life. You know what I mean? Let that be another way to touch the people about whatever you've been working on. Okay? Let's not complain about so much because every time I log on to any platform it's just a slew of complaints about whatever is happening of the day and it would be nice if I got a little less of that especially on shit that we can't even change ourselves what are we complaining about really y'all got used to all the changes on Instagram last week get used to these new changes on Twitter because y'all know it ain't gonna stop you know it's not come on now you know what year we're in right like I'm sure um and a few months from now, Twitter is going to be adding Facebook features. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not, it's going to be a vicious cycle for the rest of our lives. And that transitions me to talk about Clubhouse. Um, Clubhouse is another uh, social app, but this is like a voice only talking app. It is currently invite only, just like how Facebook started, where you have to be invited to be a part of the clubhouse, which gives to the allure of the name, you know, it all feeds into the, the theme, you know, this is a private clubhouse, you have to be invited. I don't know how long that will last, because usually when things are exclusive, it transitions into, you know, public, but me personally, I would like for it to stay private, but clubhouse itself is nothing new to me personally. I don't know if y'all are familiar with the app Station Head, but Station Head is very similar to the fact that you're joining rooms and you're able to speak. Um, in, on Station Head, you're, not everyone can speak. You have to kind of raise your hand to speak. And I believe the same concept takes place on Clubhouse. But here's the thing. Um, with these talk-only apps where you're entering into rooms and it's audio-only and it's people speaking and it's a lot of audio, um, it can get overwhelming. And I hate to say it, but I mean it. <laughs> Everyone doesn't need a voice. Listen, I will, I will respect your voice when you're talking. But I don't think everyone needs to say something because I'm going to keep it a thousand. Oh, and it reminds me of when I went to um, see Jay Prince um, live during his little Q&A when he dropped that book right when um, the Drake beef was happening with Pusha. OK, and so during that Q&A, of course, they open up the Q&As for the audience. Once we ask all the questions of Jay Prince from the moderator, um, shout out to B Hobbs who's also on Clubhouse. You see how I connect that shit? But anyway, Jay Prince, he opens the floor to people who have questions. And of course, the line gets long and people have dumbass questions and I'm just like, "Damn." is there a way to kind of flush out these questions first to make sure that they're worth answering? And that's how I feel on Clubhouse. A lot of the times when I feel like some people are interjecting or saying something, it's very obvious or it doesn't contribute to anything. And I hate that I have to even say this out loud, but it's true. And I don't think a lot of people should be in certain conversations. It's nice that I'm in the room. Um, I'm sure maybe some, some other person feels that way about me when I contribute to something. It's, it's, it's all, you know, subjective, but I, I am saying that it's overwhelming with everyone wanting to chime in. Everyone has two pennies on them. I don't need all the two cents. I really don't. I really don't. That's just a lot of change to carry. I don't, I don't even have a coin purse. It's 2020. So it, it results in me talking less, which is, which is sometimes good. I like to give myself a break when it comes to just like content and speaking. Cause my day job, I voice computer-based trainings. Um, if, if you all didn't know that, um, you know, you know, when you start a new job and they sit you down in that room to watch a thousand videos before you're able to actually do your actual work. Yes, that's me. That's my voice in the background of that training video. And so once I'm done with that, I do my live stream. I'm sitting in front of the camera, talking to the comments, talking to the viewers, using my voice once again. And then after that, I have a podcast show where I'm sitting here in front of this microphone doing what? Talking to y'all black asses. Um, And the non-blacks too. I'm talking to y'all too. (laughs) But I say that to say, once I hop on Clubhouse, I don't feel like competing. I don't feel like competing to get a word in. You know what I mean? Like, no, like that. I, I'm i here to listen at this point. And, um, it's, it's bad enough. We've, we've got the the voice tweets on Twitter. I'm not mad at it. It's just that I, I have to do a lot of, a lot more listening, um, at this point, because again, I'm not the type of person who's going to compete to have my voice heard, especially when I already have my own podcast show. Hey, tune in here. If you want to just get how I really feel but clubhouse I hope it survives I hope it survives um the exclusivity and other apps stealing their ideas um but it's it's cool for now but a a tad bit overwhelming and a tad bit not for me in the sense of me contributing because people have invited me to the app so I can talk and I'm like nah I I, I'm I'm tapped out on the on the talks (laughs) I'm tapped out on the talks but um moving on Let's talk about Meg the Stallion really quickly. Um I will say she is a reoccurring topic for everyone all year long. And so let that be a contribution to what this topic is. Um, Meg the Stallion is dropping her debut album, and she has been named by GQ the Rapper of the Year. Because, like I said, very popular. Name has been mentioned constantly all year long, and damn near every episode of this show this year. So her debut album is set to drop actually tomorrow, um, November 20th, titled Good News. She says that after all the shenanigans this year, it's about time for some good news. And I like the album cover. You know, it's newspaper themed. I like the track list. It has all the big stars that we love, you know, City Girls, um, the baby. Um, you know, just all the big stars that we hear on the radio already. But here's the thing, okay? Uh, I know there was some critiques of her being named Rapper of the Year by GQ. People were saying, like, how? Like, we know she's popular, right? We know we had a hot girl summer years in a row. We know that she's a victim to domestic abuse, potentially, allegedly. And she deserves all her roses, right? While she's still here, because we almost lost her. But here's the thing. People have said, people have said on the internet that she does not deserve Rapper of the Year from GQ because Lil Baby exists. Lil Baby is one of the two rappers this year to go two times platinum. Lil Baby is a feature king um, for the past year or two. Lil Baby is consistently on my airwaves, but Lil Baby doesn't have a a phrase like Hot Girl Summer. Lil Baby don't got an ass and strong knees. (laughs) Lil Baby does not have a scandal attached to him this year. So people have said that it's unfair that Megan gets all these roses when Lil Baby actually deserves it. And again, being one of the two rappers to go two times platinum this year, the other rapper being Roddy Rich. Um, my opinion on it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, don't kill me. Please don't kill me. I agree. I think Lil Baby should be rapper of the year. Mm-mm. It's because of the rapping. (laughs) It's because of the actual music. And that's just me. If we're going to say someone's the rapper of the year, let's give it to someone who's rapping good. (laughs) Listen, please, please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. Because I will say it. I will repeat it. I love Megan. I support Megan. Am I a big fan of Megan's music? Hmm, That's another story. I haven't enjoyed her singles thus far. I will say she's killing it with the visuals. She's killing it with the, like the promo. Um, the rollout per se for the album, I feel like there's a lack thereof somewhere in there. I think maybe a trailer should have came out of some sort or just, just something else needed to happen for her rollout besides just a fashion nova announcement for some jeans. But I, I just think that she needed to do a little bit more. And when it comes to little baby, he, he knocked it out the park when it came to his music. Um, even Roddy Rich, he gets an honorable mention too, um, for going two times platinum. I mean, come on now, but I get it. It's the full package. It's a matter of who you want on your, um, uh, magazine cover as well. If you're thinking GQ, you want Megan, you want to be on the right side of history of supporting Megan. I get it. So that's just my raw opinion of who I think actually deserves it. I agree with the internet. Little baby deserves it, but Megan deserves her time as well, just because of what she's been through. Um, Is certain titles deserved? I don't know. You tell me. But, um, I don't want it to come off like I'm hating. I really don't. That's why I get so scared to talk about Megan the Stallion because she's, she's from my state. You know what I mean? She's like around my age. Like she, she's doing it for us. I feel like I feel myself through her. Like I can relate, um, sometimes through Megan just from like where she's from. But as for like executing it in the music, I think we need to get somebody else in there helping her. But I'm excited to listen finally to this debut album. She's been dropping projects and, you know, kind of shying her shirt, her hand as for like, no, this is not an album. Like, bitch, this was an album. But now it's finally an album. Maybe Chance the Rapper will drop his debut album (laughs) soon, but I'm glad we're getting it from Megan now. Um, I'm a fan of the track list. Like I said before, I'm a fan of her hopping on the thick remix. That's by DJ chose. Um, he, he had Beat King on it originally, but he removed Beat King and added Meg. I think he should have kept Beat King and then added Meg. I think that would have been more of a cultural moment. Um, but I'm gonna keep it a hundred. That Meg verse was not it was not it on the song. Like she could have, she could have did better. And I wish she would collaborate with more Houston rappers today than she used to back then, but we all know how that goes when you transition to mainstream. So again, I'm just not getting what I need from her. That's, that's long story short, but let's move on. Um, Boosie, Boosie got shot in Texas. Benny the Butcher got, um, shot in Texas. Again, I don't I don't know the details, but let's not let's not make Meek Mill be the next person shot. OK, he's going through his little beefs in, in Philadelphia right now, um, essentially because he said stop the violence. He said that he's trying to work with some artists in his city that have beef and it's making it hard to collaborate and give these people these opportunities. And I wish he would just chill on all the beef right now. Um, he got backlash from from individuals in his city who said that, nah, that means you fucking with the ops. So you trying to make music with niggas in the city that we don't fuck with, that means you an op, so you're banned from North Philly moving forward. That's what people said towards Meek Mill, and I got a little scared. I'm like, damn, we just got two rappers shot, two other rappers killed, and now y'all threatening Meek Mill on the internet? Can we just take a break from the shenanigans really quickly? Like, just chill, chill. Just chill. Learn how to coexist. Because there's a bigger goal, I would think, for individuals in life. And the fact that y'all are making your own opportunities harder over some petty shit is stupid. Learn how to coexist. Don't take your beef out out on Meek Mill because Meek Mill want to sign an artist or make a song real quick. You know what I mean? Like, Don't take that out on another nigga and then start shooting again. We don't need that. I don't want that and I will say that I think a lot of this this sh- nonsense this shit is happening because people are shooting over feelings y'all niggas are sensitive y'all niggas, listen listen up niggas in the back if you can't hear me y'all are fucking sensitive we don't shoot over feelings we shoot over the code so if someone says something about you that hurts your little feelings or someone's in your city that you don't like. That's just not a reason to just go out shooting. Did they do something to you? Did they harm you? Did they make life harder for you? Okay, then we then we can discuss some things. Then we can start talking about the code and how to react. But if you just shooting just to shoot just to prove that you're tough because your feelings got hurt last week. Like you look stupid. You look stupid. This is a rant, but you look stupid. And... I want y'all to keep that same fucking energy. Y'all are hypocrites because let's transition to the next topic. Gucci versus Jeezy, right? Okay, so in the same breath, people are on the internet saying that Meek Mill is stupid for saying stop the violence, right? How dare he come from the streets and then turn around and be like, hey, let's put down the guns and let's stop beefing. Let's make music instead. He, people have painted him to be a clown, right? They'd be like, oh, you switched up. Oh, you're not about that life no more. you just all about the music. Be fast forward to Gucci versus Jeezy. Everybody's happy. Make it make sense. Maybe y'all don't see the connection. Let me break it down. Okay, so Meek Mill can't say stop the violence and encourage to end beef, but we can watch and kiki with Gucci and Jeezy? These, these Negroes have threatened each other's lives, have been, um, accused of taking lives from the other side. And so if we're talking ops, y'all doing verse battles with the ops and y'all are cool with that. Listen. Okay. My opinion on Gucci versus GZ, it makes me feel uncomfortable. I'm not this person who is just extremely happy to be like, yay, they're doing it for the culture. Like, although that is a sentiment to have, it doesn't make sense. I feel like, again, I mentioned code earlier, right? I I would assume some some people would follow it, right? And so if you go as far (laughs) to talk about my deceased friend in a joking manner and throw it in my face on a song that is popular? Oh, hell no. I am refusing sitting down anywhere with you to go down your list of your top 20 songs. Fuck out of (laughs) here. fuck out of here. Like I get it, but I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand how anyone would agree to that. Now I'm not saying that it should never happen or it's just a a horrible look. It's just, it makes me uncomfortable. But again, talking about the hypocrisy, like y'all are talking about ops, right? Well, if Meek Mill can't, can't sign an artist or make music with the ops, why are we sitting down with the ops having a versus battle? Make it make sense. Make it make sense. If y'all really that street, y'all should be boycotting this versus. But y'all so with the shits, y'all so messy that y'all can't wait to see the shit. I hope everything goes well. I hope everything um, goes smooth. I hope everyone's mature. Um, but it couldn't be me. It couldn't be me. Like, there's, there's a whole nigga in my city right now who I hate, right? Okay, hate's a strong word. Who I strongly dislike. Who used to have a podcast, ran him out, up out of here, right? No longer makes podcasts because he sucks. And, um, someone has recommended that I sit down with this said person because it's been assumed or implied that we have beef. I just don't like the person. I don't think it's beef, but I would never. This person has done half the stuff that GZ Dorgushi has done to me. <laughs> but I would never be in the same room kiki and talking about, oh, what's your favorite podcast episode from your show? Like, fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't sit down with ops. <laughs> like, are y'all kidding right now? <laughs> it's just, it makes me uncomfortable. That's all I'm saying. But what makes me uncomfortable shouldn't make the next person uncomfortable. That's me. That's my reservations. Let me get through that. I will be tuned in. Okay. So let that be known. I will just be kind of, um, nervous for myself. (laughs) But okay. Um, last topic and then I'll get out of here. This is a lengthy podcast show. Look, I'm bike. I'm bike right behind, right before the holidays. I want to give y'all that little good content. Um, and. Now, next week, I'm going to give y'all an episode. Um, It's going to be a, um, a holiday episode, of course, and then we're going to take a little small hiatus, so there's that. But last topic I want to just throw in really quickly, Um, are y'all familiar with the Zeus app? The Zeus app is my new favorite shit. I'm, I'm going to keep it 100 with you all, and please don't judge me, but... The Zeus app is that um platform that has the Black China show, that new Jocelyn Hernandez show, the conversation with Ray J and Princess show, like all the ratchet shows that VH1 failed to put on their platform because whatever reason they dropped the ball. I bring it up to say that I'm watching the most hilarious show on that app, and it's called One Mo Chance. Um, this stars um, the reality star Chance from a r- real chance at love from back in the day on VH1 um, Chance and his brother Real had a reality show where they were looking for love. Unfortunately, um, Real has passed away, but Chance does have another brother um, that looks just like him. And so these two brothers have now have their own new show called One More Chance, where chance is looking for love. And this show is again on the Zeus app, and it is the funniest reality show that I've come across in years. I'm I'm happy that it exists. It's brought joy to my to my day. Just the ratchery, the ratchetness is just mm, chef kiss. It's it's perfection. And I'm mad that VH1 didn't like really tap in. On the the ratchetness of this, but um, the Zeus app is only four dollars. I I recommend um going ahead and spend that little four for four dollars. Um, skip out on that little nugget and burger from Wendy's and just pay that four dollars a month towards Zeus because man, will you be satisfied with the ratchet content? But um, if you're not into ratchet content, please ignore everything I just said and follow Tea with Tammy on SoundCloud. Stitcher radio, iHeartRadio, Apple, Spotify. Go to teawithtammy.com to subscribe with your email for weekly updates on new content that is posted to the website. Um, hopefully I can, um, get some tea blends for, for the next year, for 2021. Um, a lot of things were supposed to happen this, this year. I'm not going to lie, but it's a pandemic. Give me a break. We'll be back next year. Um, but like I said, y'all are getting an episode next week. So stay tuned for that. And until next time, get your little outfit ready for Thanksgiving. I already know y'all trying to be the cutest in the living room. So y'all can go smoke with your cousins in the backyard. <laughs> and sip some tea.